and welcome to Movie Mastery in Theaters Now. I am your host, John. Over there is the other host, Jeff. Together, we watch movies in theaters that you have voted on, and we come back and tell you what's going on with them. And this week, it's just Ice League. Just Ice League? Like they don't do, like, fire or water? Only Ice League. Just ice. Yep. Yeah, okay. That's, That's fine. That's it. It's so, a whole league of it. It's a, a whole league of their own. A whole league ice. of ice. Wouldn't that be like uh, the four or five or so DC villains that are ice-themed? Yeah. The, the, you know, the, the ice. Would, yeah, you'd have... Uh, well, no, she's a hero, though. Uh, but you can still get away with, you know, Captain Cold, uh, Mr. Freeze, Jack Frost... Uh, Killer Frost. Killer Frost. That's four. I mean, there's got to be more than that. Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Frosty the Snowman of the DC Universe, of course, is a mass murdering psychopath it's obviously well documented everyone knows all about it yeah yeah got a magical hat that gives him the uh, ability to move and dance and kill <laughs> he's known as the snowman who laughs <laughs>, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we went and saw Justice League, and we will give you our non-spoiler review first, and then we'll really dig into it. Happy birthday! I'm here to kill ya! Good, thank you. Yeah, and he just kills people who find the hat and put it on things. Yeah. That's what it is. It, he summons his own snow. Yeah, yeah. he is okay. his own snow. I'm, I'm coming together with what this character is now. It's all, and he's completely based on the old, like, cartoon. Yes, obviously. Yeah. It's, it's not, you know, Jack, or, or a Frosty the Snowman, like a horror movie that probably exists. I mean, we have Jack Frost. There's, yeah, there's Jack Frost, and then there's Jack Frost, starring Michael Keaton's weird snowman. Dick. <laughs> Michael Keaton's weird dick is Jack Frost. <laughs> so, non-spoiler review for Justice League. Jeff, give me give me just a, a real quick, how is, how is this for you? How, you, you how could, much did it grab you? You could probably see this on DVD or Blu-ray. You could probably you, you do you that. Could, you could wait for this to hit some kind of the streaming channel of your choice, and you would not feel bad about having done so. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of movie where you can tell that they're that a whole bunch of heads are going to roll at Warner Brothers and then they're going to rebuild again. Yeah, God, it's so weird to me that the the DC universe is basically like like Fantastic Fouring at this point, where mm-hmm. you know it Fantastic Four is in the room and then it Fantastic Four is your toilet up real bad. <laughs> If Fantastic Four's out the window. But you gotta feel like, you know, for Henry Cavill and, and uh, Ben Affleck and stuff, they're all, like, amazed that they've made, like, three appearances. Hell, I think Batman, uh, that Batfleck has been in three movies now, right? Is that three or four? Uh, well, he's very Affleck briefly very in, briefly showed up in Suicide Squad. Yeah, he's in. so he's in three. Yeah. And then Wonder Woman's in at least three, because she's in... BVS, Wonder Woman, and now and, Justice League. And this, yeah. So... A couple of them have made it all this all this way, but this is starting to feel like that dark universe shit that Universal's been trying to do. Oh, Remember yeah. Because we, we reviewed The Mummy. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... Curse of the Mummy. WB can skate by on uh, DC properties because you've got way more people that are going to go see a shitty movie because it has Wonder Woman in it than people that are going to go see a shitty movie because it has a mummy in it. <laughs> Poor Sophia Butella. She's not even the mummy from the title. <laughs> it's just Tom Cruise. It, it, the nice thing about that is at least we'll never see it again. God, do you remember when they, they got ready to launch that shit they had that picture of all the characters that were or the actors that were going to be the the monsters oh yeah it was like johnny depp's they're all like very nicely dressed up and lounging for like a vanity fair shoot yes and it was like oh we'll have johnny depp as the invisible man and uh i forget who like javier bardem is the werewolf or something like that no you won't it'll never happen quit <laughs> trying 
no, no one wants this. You are the only one who wants this. <laughs> but that's it. Feels like that's what's going to happen. They've been talking about that that Flashpoint Flash movie, and th- at this point, the internet is rumoring that it will literally restart this universe. Yeah, I mean, originally the idea was Flash. It was just going to be called Flashpoint, but it had nothing to do with that. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, you you 100 should be like, yeah, Ezra Miller goes back in time. You have a Flashpoint movie where everything gets fucked up. He changes it, and then when he comes back, it's still different. But now everything's sort of where it should be totally yeah. we get a younger batman and instead when we go to the flashpoint universe we can let ben affleck play batman's dad you know <laughs> the bat dad who had like the guns and the, the kind of yeah. red uniform yeah that 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 was thomas wayne yeah thomas wayne bat dad yeah i am the bat dad he, he said dad yeah so so okay uh so uh, my spoiler-free review of this movie is you can probably pass, but there's a couple of interesting performances. A few characters are more interesting than you'd think they would be, and a few, mostly thanks to editing, are way less interesting than you would think. Yeah, uh, uh, the movie doesn't hang together very well. It's got tone problems. It's got editing problems. It it just does not hang together the way it should it's got problems that you should not have to expect from a picture that costs this much to make at this point like there are these it's got color grading issues uh it's got a ridiculous amount of cgi applied to henry cavill so that his face can look like one of the langoliers yeah the i mean the cgi in this i know that the henry cavill mustache thing gets a lot of shit he looks like an is from the max i was gonna say it's honestly not as bad as everyone is making it out to be except for a few very very bad scenes yes but the the fact that there are still a lot of scenes and things in this where stuff just looks bad, not even just CGI, but it just looks bad. And unnecessarily looks bad. I mean, the scene that I really want to talk about later, the one where the Flash gets some goop on him, yeah. is like cartoonishly bad. Like, I would expect better CGI off a episode of the, the real life of iCarly or whatever the fuck <laughs> on Nickelodeon. I'm probably combining several shows there. Yes, you are. The sweet life of iCarly and Cody. <laughs> Yes, that, there you go. That, you, you finally got there. I cracked it. Uh, so yeah, and for me, I would definitely also say that you can for sure give this a pass in the theaters. You know, give it a watch on a streaming service of your choice, or you know, if someone else buys it, watch their DVD. But <laughs> yeah, don't throw money at this if you don't have to. Yeah, if we you, had to. Yeah, we had to throw money at this. But if you don't have to, it's it's not worth it. Yeah. So we will be right back after some music with the full in-depth spoiler review of. Justice League. We are back. It is time to get our hands goopy in this Justice League. So, let's start from the beginning, shall we? This opens with the opening from The Watchmen. I mean... <laughs> this uh, opens with The Watchmen. If you remember the iconic opening of The Watchmen, which is the only part of that movie anyone ever talks about as a good thing, and is often credited to be the one primarily good thing that Zack Snyder ever did, well, he just did it again to see if anyone would notice. Yeah, well... Uh, because Superman is dead, you see, and so the world has to have a funeral for Superman, and when you know it, that involves playing a popular song at slowed down speeds yeah. while a bunch of newspaper clippings fly by. Yeah, it's... Uh... Uh, it's very much just a oh superman meant so much to so many people and again it's diddy it's one of those things where they batman being yet. like oh he was a symbol of hope for people and this movie having an entire montage of like there are people in 
like other countries crying because Superman is dead and giant banners up all over the world. And I go, who the fuck cared about Superman? I know this is this is very unearned. Is the problem? I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. This has not, very little to do with this movie specifically, but they killed off Superman far the fuck too early in their dumb franchise plans. Yeah, the the, the, the death on Return of Superman is a storyline that only works. Because Superman is an established thing. Yes, it doesn't, because when they show his funeral, there's no one fucking there. The coolest thing about the death of Superman arc in the comics was when they did the funeral, there were like random Green Lanterns he's helped over the years, villains he's helped rehabilitate, uh, the, the leaders of foreign nations he's met before, tons of like Themyscirans showed up, Lex Luthor shows up and it's a huge thing. Yeah, it's... It's a thing where you go, like, watching, like, uh, Barry Allen and Bruce Wayne and fucking Hal Jordan and whatnot be, like, pallbearers for Superman. You're like, this is this is some heavy shit, man. Yeah, and instead in this, it's just something that passes by in a montage because, Lord knows, Superman can be dead for about eight minutes of screen time. Also, they never explain uh, how... Uh, so Superman dies. Of course, so does Clark Kent. Yeah, that doesn't come up. They never just like explain how Clark Kent also died. I assume they were just like, oh, he was reporting on the thing, the, the doomsday guy, and then he was too close and died. But then when Superman comes back, Clark Kent also comes back. How are they explaining that? They're like, oh, that's just a, also a weird coincidence. Which is weird because it le- even though it was unbelievably stupid the way they did it in the comics, they at least did it in the comics. Yes. They just had him dead. They, they did a whole fake thing where he gets dug out of rubble like six weeks later and he's like, I've been living on bugs and squirrels. Yeah. I mean, at least they they were like, oh, we have to explain this or else everyone's going to go, hey, wait a minute. I've got 90s hair. I mean, you you obviously already look like Superman because you are Clark Kent, but having it be like, oh, he died at the same time I died and then he came back to life and me too. I read the death and re- I bought it all as a as a trade. Yeah, like, like so I, I could read it because I was like, oh well, this is iconic. I might as well read it. So I bought it and read it, and I remember thinking the art at the time was so dedicated to drawing everyone as basically just nude poses huh. that you know what I mean. Like they they use no- nudes as photo reference, and then they just add a costume over them and erase the wangus. Uh, <laughs> they were doing it to Clark Kent. Clark Kent's shirt was literally skin tight. Like I was like, why are you doing? Why would he? Wouldn't he dress in a way to minimize the fact that he is obviously Superman? Yeah, there's there's a lot. A lot of times where Clark Kent shown walking around like the Daily Planet will just tower over people and be huge and ripped and muscly because that's what the artist is drawing Superman as. And you're like, who isn't going, hey, that guy, no, fucking what's up with that guy? He can at least stop flexing for a couple of minutes when he's Clark Kent, right? Like he, he'd be like, you know what? I'm going to let the veins die down a bit. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna look a little less vascular. That's how people will be able, won't be able to tell me apart. Yeah. But no, because they can only draw him the one way because they can only draw anyone the one way. That's that artist's house style is I'm a big, beefy muscle muscle yay uh, anyway so completely unearned death of superman funeral to a slow version of a fast song yeah which just barf yeah you know you get that all around me are familiar faces yeah that kind of thing yeah just pick any song you like and then slow it way the fuck down you know somebody once <laughs> told me the world is gonna roll me <laughs> But but yeah, that's that's basically what that is. And then we cut to Batman and, and Batman's fighting a thug. This is 
the worst bit in the beginning here because oh, there's so many dumb oh there's things. there's real bad ones but this one hurt me deep inside for several reasons because this scene isn't just stupid for a reason it's stupid for many reasons yeah in fact we could probably just do a top 10 list of the reasons this scene is stupid so we cut to gotham and a burglar is coming out of a house with a big bag, a big of, bag of stuff big bag of stuff with a with a couple of dollar signs drawn on the side yeah, of i it. mean it's it's clanking so you assume probably some sort of jewelry there's definitely metal in there i don't know maybe he got all of the like silverware candle, the candlesticks and yeah. whatnot he stole all of their fancy bronze teapots what happened is he straight up jean valjean that house <laughs> he took he took all the clanky metal things in the home he got all their bread boxes yeah he got their uh he got their robbie the robot that plays gyromite yeah it's he took all of their metal stuff yeah and uh out comes Batman, and Batman Batmans him. Batman actually kind of looks cool for a minute in this scene. He's, like, swinging around. Like, he's hiding from, from the, the thug on the other side of a water tower. And honestly, that, that suit's a little, like, uh, you know, Jim Lee-inspired. It's a cool-looking suit. It looks real bad in the lighting conditions they put on the movie. And Oh, it's fine when he's running around in the dark. Yeah, so he looks fine. He actually looks kind of cool. He's doing neat acrobatic Batman stuff here. Yeah, and you're getting you're getting some classic Batman out of him. Yeah. and then he catches the thief. Yeah, he, he hangs him over the edge of the building and he's doing that very classic batman thing of like you hang a thug over the edge of a building and you threaten him because you want information but oh he doesn't want info he wants fear yeah so even the thug's like what the hell what are you doing i'm just a regular crappy thug what do you want from me and batman's like your fear they track it okay so a parademon shows up because apparently parademons fucking love fear. So parademons, if you don't know, are the villains. They're, they're Darkseid's foot soldiers. Yeah, they are weird, giant demon bug men. Yeah, they're made out of the captives of the Apocalyptian armies uh, through some sort of weird process. They, that even shows up in the film. They're basically bug zombies. Yeah. Uh, so it shows up. Batman fights this parademon for a while before shooting like a net cannon at it and it sticks to a uh like a like a wire wall, wall yeah, a it, fireplace thing that's or not a fireplace like a chimney yeah it sticks to some chimney incidentally it's on the same even though he's been flying around with this thing all over gotham he lands on the same roof again oh yeah it's just the same like building top where he's been this whole time yeah but he was whipping around the city for a little while they're riding on the back of this parademon it's just nice and coincidental it lands right where that thug was yeah uh and a thing that parademons do, apparently, is if you capture them, they just explode. Yeah, it gets all mad that it's captured, and it wills itself into blowing up. Now, okay, that's that might be number five on the dumbest things, but number one on the dumbest things that's in this scene, maybe number two, I don't know. Oh, I'm probably going with number one, is that the parademon explodes, and <laughs> its goo leaves behind a picture on the chimney of three boxes. Yes, and Batman immediately contacts Alfred, and is like, Alfred, look, the same three boxes. Look, it's this symbol we've been finding everywhere. We found it in a whole bunch of ancient art that I guess we've been reviewing for boxes recently. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I did a meta filter search for boxes. Yeah, that that's got. I don't because I tried to do a Google search for boxes, and man, I should have turned safe search on. Why the recent interest in boxes, Batman? Beyond blowing up parademons and they all yeah. leave this box shape. What is the interest in boxes, Batman? Beyond. <laughs> 
So, so yeah, you know, I got it. So, <laughs> I get it. No, but okay. So, so apparently, parademons explode into the shape of the MacGuffin of the film that they're in. Yeah. So the MacGuffin is three mother boxes that come together, and if you put them together, they're a uh, they form the Unity. The Unity, which is pretty much a terraforming machine that turns a planet into apocalypse. It turns it into a hell pit nightmare, like Apocalypse is. Although it's not like you get to see Apocalypse in the movie. No, but it it's it is if you know anything about comics, it's just turning a planet into an apocalypse planet yes so and if that sounds familiar it's because it's superman man of steel again yeah oh yeah that's right because the villain of this movie is planning to terraform earth it's a super powerful guy yeah. who wants to terraform a planet using yeah. a macguffin yeah using a weird macguffin he wants to turn a planet into his planet and he don't care who gets in his way especially not a superman yay good so, but uh, here's the thing i'm wondering is have parademons always blown up into the shape of these three boxes or is it only ones that are like near them or what's the deal there like when parademons blow up in the future after this movie's threat has been resolved will they still leave an image of three boxes yeah i mean it's is it because that was their like their objective their objective they were like oh we're after three boxes but i like blow one up and it all like splatters into the shape of the arby's logo or something it's like oh i really wanted arby's i like to think that they all blow up into the macguffin of the film that they're in oh you blew me up rosebud look it's just a sled on the wall ah, i've solved it for you i'm gonna blow up this parademon oh look it's marcellus wallace's suitcase <laughs> Uh, well, okay, so Batman, you know, spends a couple minutes talking to Alfred over his voice communication thing, and he just calls him Alfred. He's like, Alfred, look at this. Hey, look Alfred. At this. Hey, Alfred, look at this. Alfred, my butler. Yeah. And then then the thug's like, so what are those guys, Batman? Because the thug's still just standing yeah, there. the thug's just hanging out, watched Batman fight a demon, and is like, huh. With his big bag of loot still, by the way. Yeah, just standing. Yeah, and he's like, hey, Batman, what are those? And he's like, they're invading, I think. They're some kind of aliens. And the guy's like, oh, well, that sucks. So they come in here? Probably. Goodbye. Bye. And he like zips off and does his uh like he does a swan dive yeah, off the he, building. He dives off and then does that grapple hook swing away. Yeah. And you're like, okay, the <laughs> the thug is still just standing there with someone's bag of metal just hanging out on a rooftop, and you did not give a fuck. He just leaves him there. He doesn't give a shit. And he 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 spoke to his butler out loud in front of him, which is just the first of I, I think Zack Snyder doesn't know what a secret identity is. No. Uh, everyone in this movie is like, uh, I'm gonna. Refer refer to everyone around me by their actual name and i don't care who's here yeah it doesn't matter who gives a shit well we cut after this to a scene with wonder woman yeah wonder woman stops some terrorists so there's these random terrorists but it turns out they're like apocalyptic doom cultists but lord knows that's barely the case yeah because they're all just wearing suits because here's the thing i keep hearing people talk about with this movie they're all they all complain that steppenwolf is the villain because he's a boring apocalyptic villain yes and they're like well this movie could have been so much better if it had been granny goodness or vermin wunderbar or the all-female furies Here's the problem I have with that. Zack Snyder would hate those and would turn them into just regular dudes. Yeah. Uh, if Granny Goodness was the villain, the the words Granny Goodness would never be uttered in the film. No. She'd just say, my goodness, once. And everyone would be like, oh, I get it. Elbow, elbow. You know that? That's that character. That's that that, that Granny Goodness. It's like, yeah, uh, it, but Zack Snyder hates comics and everything stupid about comics. Yeah. So Steppenwolf's probably the closest because normally Steppenwolf is just some dude with an axe. In this movie, they had to make him a monster. But well, no, yeah. normally he's just some dude with a dumb green hat and an axe <laughs> dumb green hat and an axe that's that's pretty much what he is i was kind of hoping this would be a glorious godfrey movie nope uh, that would be a great villain for this because he could matter as little as steppenwolf matters in this film and it wouldn't hurt anything <laughs> they'd be like i'm a guy on the news and i say the justice league should fight and they'd be like yeah okay let's have a cool climactic fight scene and <laughs> credits roll and that would have been fine anyway uh yeah so 
Wonder no. Woman's beating up some random guys in suits. Yeah, there's a, a bunch of besuited terrorists, and she stops them from blowing up a building full of people, and good for her. Yeah, she does it, some cool fight moves. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, a random scene where she gets to stop some terrorists, but it means nothing, and the terrorists have nothing to do with the plot. Well, it's funny because you can tell they were supposed to, because when she holds one of them up and she's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, we are cultists of fear. And you're like, oh, fear. So it's another fear thing. So this movie's going to have a fear theme. Nope, because they cut everything out except for this and the and the parademon part. Yeah, it's just, oh, why are you doing this? Oh, we, we want to blow everything back to the Stone Age because we think modern life has ruined things. And you're like, okay, great. Does this have anything to do with the plot? Nope, it's just a random Wonder Woman it, scene. It probably did when this movie was four hours long. <laughs> Lord knows it doesn't now, though. No. So, yeah, it's just a random Wonder Woman scene. And then we get a scene of the two of them talking, Wonder Woman and Batman, and they're like, hey, uh, have you recruited any of the people yet? Oh, that's way later. Oh, is it? Okay, I'm sorry. Does Batman just straight up go to Iceland first? Yes. Okay. Because there's a whole thing where Alfred makes fun of uh, Bruce for not going to see oh, Diana right. because yeah. he's like, oh, you like her. Oh. You should talk to her. You should kiss her on the boobies. <laughs> And Batman's like, oh, shut up. God. Oh, God. Oh. Dad. I mean, Alfred. <laughs> My butler. Dadfred. <laughs> oh, man. I am the butler dad. <laughs> But the, uh, yeah, he just goes to Iceland. Yeah, because they're like, oh, we need to recruit some people. So he, first of all, the village he goes to in Iceland is apparently so remote that the only way to get there is by horse. <laughs> yeah, well, the whole thing about this village is the reason Aquaman shows up there is it gets iced in. So like no boats can travel in there. There's obviously nowhere for a plane to land. Yeah, well, that, so, that's got to be the case because I mean, they just say, oh, there's icebergs in the harbor. No one can land. And I'm like, how come Batman didn't just come? here by like helicopter or seaplane why is he here via horse that seems like it would have taken an inordinate amount of time helicopter would almost make sense but even then you're like "Eh, it's probably just that there is literally nowhere to park that isn't a house or trees the seaplane would have worked perfectly and there's no way he doesn't own a whole bunch of them (laughs) little cessna on a couple of skids that can land on water or snow he would have been fine and it would have taken a millionth the time of riding there on a horse yep also you're telling me that there's i wonder how many villages there actually are in iceland that are not connected to any kind of roadways uh, but anyway so this little village has not had any outside contact with the rest of the world in four months because of icebergs in the harbor and batman just sort of comes in on a horse and this is the weird thing no one cares yeah he like shows up in town he's like hey i'm looking for this aquaman guy and they're all like huh oh hey how you oh hi no one's like how did you get into town <laughs> no one's well, like huh you got in here i wonder if we could just leave yeah but he get he ends up in some restaurant or bar or something and he's like i am looking for a man who comes here uh he comes here on the king tide he brings fish. <laughs> The King Tide thing feels unnecessary. I I don't feel like this version of Aquaman would pay attention to tides so he could show up at a time that would reflect his royal heritage. Well, he shows up on the King's Tide because that's when this village gets... I guess it's just a shitty time. It's just coincidentally, it's a shitty time that they named the King Tide because they hate kings. Yeah. Yeah, okay, fine. So he's just like, yeah, this guy would be strong and bearded and his name would be Arthur Curry. And, you know, Arthur's standing there. He's the only person in town who speaks English. Yeah. Uh, And he's like, you know, go away. We aren't going to help you, Batman. 
man. Hey, get the fuck out of here, man. Get, get out of here, Bruce Wayne. No one wants your shit. And then kind of... And then in the background, fucking Bruce Wayne <laughs> the sees art. there's a mural on the back of this random Icelandic village pub that is the three boxes again. Yeah, the three boxes and also like some Icelandic like warriors and, and Aquaman and stuff. And it's all drawn in the style that you would expect to see at like a grocery store. Like, hey, give us your drawing and we'll put it on the wall and you'll get a fruit snack. <laughs> like it, it looks like ass. And uh, but again, it's just some five thousand year old piece of wall art in a random bar in an Icelandic village. Yeah, I'm like, there is there's a zero percent chance that this wall has survived for as long as that drawing would be around. Yeah. So and like the only way that it would be there otherwise would be if fucking Aquaman showed up and he's like, hey, you need to you need to put this drawing on the back of your fucking building just in case Batman shows up, so we can be like, wait a minute, three boxes. Ooh, I'm Aquaman. I need you to put this on the back of your bar because i want a fruit snack <laughs> we do that right that's a thing you guys do anyway they pretty much immediately suss out who, who each other are aquaman's like so you're batman huh you're that guy who dresses like a bat and runs around but it's just bruce wayne tells him yeah he's like hey i'm batman and i yeah. want you to join my crew and then they walk around this icelandic village in front of I, i'd say 50 or 60 extras and they're like so bruce wayne huh the batman oh huh, you, you fight crime dressed as a bat huh huh bruce wayne and i guess they're, they're supposed to be safe doing this because everyone else in the village just speaks icelandic but you know what Icelandic for Batman and Bruce Wayne are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just the entire movie does not care if any random other civilians around them hears what they are. Nope, it's just free open season on, on secret identities in this movie. Yeah. So basically, Aquaman tells Batman to fuck off. Yeah, he's, he's like, just nah, like, nah, I'm not interested in your weird gang. He has a dumb quote that he has to do, which is a, it's just some joke they wrote in. It's like, uh, hey, you ever heard the old saying, Batman? The strongest can stand stand strongest when they stand alone he's like that is the opposite of that stand that saying and you know aquaman's like whatever and he swims away anyway bye yeah that's 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 a joke that that there's a there's a that's a funny haha there's some good hahas for you here there's some there's some hee hees and a couple of ho-hos up in this thing Uh, you're gonna get some chuckles i'll tell you that we're gonna check in with victor stone who has become the cyborg yeah, so Victor Stone, they talk about him briefly between Diana and Bruce like, via various airplanes. And then we check in on him, and uh, his dad is escaping that, that he's leaving that, that ship, because Lord knows this is the third DC movie that revolves around that dumb crashed Kryptonian spaceship in Metropolis. Yep. Uh, if you thought you were done looking at that stupid thing, you're not. No, if you, if you thought that BVS was the last time when you'd have to worry about the dumb Kryptonian ship being a MacGuffin, nope. Nope. I like to think that every movie is going to revolve around that thing. I it's, hope so. It's going to be the cornerstone of the franchise. Yeah, you're going to have some Green Lantern movie, and at some point he's like, I need to get into that Kryptonian ship. Yeah, I left my ring in there. Whoops. Whoops, a daisies. <laughs> oh, I can't find my, my lantern to recharge, but the power source on that Kryptonian ship, and you're like, ugh. Yeah. Okay, so if we all use Green Lantern power at the same time at that goop that, that uh, Doomsday was born out of, <laughs> I have to take a dump, and the only place I can is the goop in that Kryptonian ship. <laughs> So, so uh, yeah, we see uh, Victor Stone's dad leaving the the, cra- the crash ship. Yeah. He goes home, and his son's just standing there looking out the window, and, you know, he's like, uh, hey, you never seem to go outside. Hey, man, you could you could have an actual life, you know, if you wanted to go outside. Yeah, and he's like, what? After what you did to me? You think I could have a normal life? And his, his dad says something like, uh, you know, the world's not as scared of monsters, as it, or, or something like that. Well, basically, Victor turns it around and is like, oh, yeah, it's no, it's, it's that. He's like, you should come out, and Victor 
Victor's like, oh, you don't want me out there in case they see, like, what a monster really looks like. And then he's like, you're not a monster. He's like, what makes you think I was talking about me? Ooh, the fact, dick dad. The fact that the sentence led us to think that. Yeah. I think it was, I, I think that's why. You didn't catch us in a big trap, Victor. Yeah, no. <laughs> the, the whole thing is... The tone for Cyborg in this movie, until you get to points where it's very obvious that Joss Whedon has come in to punch up the script, mm-hmm. is, I'm a sad, broody Tadsman. Yeah, he's sad. He's he's grumpy. I mean, who can blame him? He's, he doesn't have feet anymore. He's a, he's a half-robo. Oh, yeah. A- I mean, who could blame him for being so grumpy? He's a rad, awesome badass now. Oh, what a shame. No dick. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> he's got <laughs> robo dick. Maybe you'd be a good cyborg, but I'm like, nah, man, I, I like my dick. Nah, man. I would be like, I'm a cool cyborg. Look at my robo wang. The other problem he's suffering it through at the moment is that he's still made out of mostly like mother box technology, and he has no idea how to work his own parts. Oh, yeah. Well, he keeps doing things where he's like, uh, every night I get like new superpowers. Yeah, and he's like, I didn't even do that. Like half the way through the movie, like he'll suddenly raise his arm and start shooting at Wonder Woman or something, and he'll be like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> This is the me. This is the body I have. I I don't know why this is happening. Yeah, like at one point when his dad comes home, he just starts hovering. Yeah. He's like, couldn't do that last night. Yeah. So so definitely, you can see why he'd be broody because he literally doesn't even have control over his own like movements and stuff in this movie. Uh, so <laughs> man, I barely have control over my own movements. If you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, every poop's an emergency when you're John. <laughs> Uh, so then we, uh, we do finally get to Wonder Woman being recruited because up until this point, she's just sort of been hanging out, but, oh no, wait, actually the reason she gets recruited is because, uh, Steppenwolf attacks Themyscira. Yeah. So Steppenwolf shows up in Themyscira right after we start talking about the mother boxes for real. Uh, we see the one mother box that's in Victor Stone's or Victor Stone's dad's possession, Silas Stone. Uh, and then we cut to another one and that one is in Themyscira. It's in some kind of pyramid they've built behind a whole bunch of special walls yeah they're like ooh, the boxes started doing stuff yeah and so all the themiscarians gather and for some reason in the past uh you know 70 or 80 years or, or about 100 years since the uh, first appearance of the themiscarians back in wonder woman they've all just switched to bikini tops <laughs> yep it's no longer in armor now we're in what looks like basically Le- leather bikinis they look like leather sports bras yeah you got it's- a leather sports bra and a little leather mini skirt and yeah. uh, there you go so for some reason i guess that's just the style in themiscara right now is oh yeah that's definitely the hot styles right now the, the, the hot style in themiscira is as little leather as possible <laughs> i'm glad that wonder woman hasn't been there oh yeah, yeah she that, shows up and they're just like oh, what are look, you doing it's like digital over. styles <laughs> digital dancing Ooh, this is fun yeah i don't know if we need to do the don't hug me i'm scared references <laughs> but okay so so um Wow. Uh, so the Themyscirans see the box like starting to crack open, and uh, Wonder Woman's mom is like, oh my god, it's opening! Everyone out! And then also close the door behind us! Well, they're just like, we need to protect... Whatever the fuck is the going on. It's and the box, because a mother, because a boom tube opens up. Yeah, a boom tube opens up, and fucking Steppenwolf comes out, and he's like, Ah, oh, after 5,000 years, I'm free! It's time to conquer Earth! And he's basically just Rita Repulsa. Yeah, he pops up after about a... Th- and he has some fun stuff, he says, during this scene. But basically, he pops up, and he's like, like uh, Ah, good. I am here for the mother box. Also, I look exactly like I should be in the first Injustice game on the PS3. <laughs> It looks like they forgot to put me in there. The uh, 
his whole thing of talking to the box, he's like, oh, mother, you've called me back after all this time because finally the Kryptonian is gone and now we will conquer this world yeah. as we should have. Which makes perfect sense because as we've established in this in this series of movies, uh, <laughs> Superman has been here for about 5,000 years. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, uh, that's about how old Henry Cavill's character is supposed <laughs> to be in these films. He's been here 5,000 years and he's been serving as the watchdog that kept Steppenwolf off the planet. Yeah, and so now that <laughs> Superman's gone, he can finally come back. So he comes back and he wants the box but what but uh why can't i remember the name of Wonder hippolyta Woman? hippolyta grabs the box and throws it to some amazons and everyone starts running as fast as they can and they're running they're running real quick and, <laughs> and, and it, they're on horses and it does not matter no because he's got super hulk jumps yeah he's just jumping around axing people questions yeah and then he basically just axes a bunch of random ladies who like kill themselves to wall him into the building and then he just bonks his way clear with his axe and then he jumps out and knocks over a horse he's huge and mean and he's got a big axe his power set is basically divided up into those three things yeah he's he's pretty much hulk with an axe yeah and uh he gets the mother box and he tells them a little story a little story of what happened five thousand years ago because we get to see it we get to see a little cgi scene of like five thousand years ago i attacked this planet to get these or put these three boxes here and then you guys stopped me and it was like a combination of the well old... no that that's when fucking wonder woman tells bruce Wayne oh. what's going on well we got to talk about it though the, the oh ma- i know but we'll get to it when we get to the scene uh, fine <laughs> i don't care i'm sorry i I saw this movie on Monday, and it's the following month. It's following Tuesday right now. Yeah, so it's been a little while. The, the order of scenes is not in my brain. Anyway, the, he gets the box, and the Amazons light the fire of. We need to warn everyone that Steppenwolf is back because apparently that's a fire that exists. Yeah, you and can that's why this... Wonder Woman finally joins up with Batman. Yeah, you can see this building that's on fire, and then it's even, the Temple of the Amazons. Yeah, even one of the Amazons even tells Hippolyta, like, "Hey, you know, it's been five thousand years. The humans aren't going to know what the fuck you're doing. No one knows what the fuck this that, is." That Temple probably won't even be there anymore. You're just going to hit like an Arby's or something. Yeah, well, if I set an Arby's on fire, you know, good. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and and nothing of importance was lost. <laughs> but yeah, she shoots a fire arrow from Themyscira to the Temple of the Amazons, sets it on fire. And then it shows up on YouTube and Wonder Woman's like, oh, hey. Yeah, she's, you know, you get that scene where it's like, oh, what did you do this weekend, Diana? Oh, nothing. Mm. <laughs> I'm a boring person. I'm Diana Prince. And then she sees, like, ah, oh, breaking news, a thing that is important to the character watching TV right now. And you're like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> also, y'all shoes on time. <laughs> hey, there's a car coming. Look out, buddy. <laughs> I'm Chuck Budley, extremely specific news. <laughs> So that's that's how she goes, and she's like, hey, Batman, this uh, fire got started. and Let me tell it, you the tale. Let me tell you the, the, the folksy tale of what happened 5,000 years ago when uh, Amazons, uh, Atlanteans, and humans fought Steppenwolf. And they didn't even do it alone, because 5,000 years ago, the gods of ancient Greece were still alive, and so there's ancient Grecian gods helping, including David Thewlis. He shows up in this movie for a hot fucking second as Ares again. Yeah, just one hot second. Yeah, you barely see him. He's yeah, but he- I mean, you know, it's CGI Thulis. Yeah, he's got that goofball mustache. He's credited. He was in the cast. Uh, so, also, a Green Lantern is there. Yeah, a Green Lantern. It's, it's some not, alien. It's not anyone we know. It's not even Abin Sur or anything. No, it's, it's just some it's just weird some, guy. Some weird alien shows up as a Green Lantern and actually looks just fine. Yeah, he hits, like, a parademon with a big green hammer, and you're like, okay, great. Yeah, all right, fine, sure. But, you know, uh, Steppenwolf is eventually defeated by all the various combined powers of everyone, and then they decide to take the three boxes and hide them in various places around the er- yeah, world. Oh, 
seven for the elf lords. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this is very Lord of the Rings. Yeah, seven for the for the, the gods of men, and three for the dwarven kings. Yeah, I, the, that's those numbers are wrong. I don't want any emails, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> no, the it was here, Amazons get a box, Atlanteans get a box, humans get a box, and, of course, the... Uh, the Atlanteans and the Amazons are both just, well, we took our box and we put it in whatever the holiest place we have is, or like some temple or whatever well, on our base. But that makes sense, because all the Themyscirans in the world live on Paradise Island, right? Yeah. So it's pretty much one country. It's, okay, we took this to Atlantis, because that's where all the Atlanteans are. Yeah. We took this to Paradise Island or Themyscira or whatever, because that's where all the Amazons are. But then the last and army humans just humans. buried it. Yeah, they just buried it in a random location so that no one would know who buried it, because otherwise some human would be like, I want that yeah you know you're gonna run into like fucking your vandal savages and your per degatons and whatever you're gonna be like i want power you're gonna run into your isil doors and <laughs> yeah and your uh your whatever Gollum's name was deagles your deagles no it's deagles is buddy it's smeagol it's smeagol and deagle deagles that's a name it's a, i know yeah so uh okay it, it kind of makes sense when you think about it because you're like okay everyone on earth and then also everyone from this island and everyone from the city yeah so the uh <laughs> Steppenwolf was able to go ahead and get that one. He gets that box right away. Yeah. Uh, after this talk that Wonder Woman and Batman have about like, oh, we still need to recruit people, you see that uh, Cyborg has been following them around. Yes. Because he has hacked all of the internets as Cyborg, and so he like sees all of the like uh, cameras in the Batcave. He knows who uh, Wonder Woman and Batman are, and he knows they're looking for him. Yeah. So they split up, and uh, Wonder Woman is going to go talk to uh, to Cyborg and uh, Batman's going to go recruit the Flash and th that's that should be where we start because he goes off to recruit the Flash and the Flash is just basically on board like uh, Batman's like sitting in his chair and he's like hi there I'm in your weird laboratory full of TVs like, you sure watch a lot of TVs at once the Flash yeah the I mean we get the backstory of like hey uh, let me just give you the Alfred gives us the quick rundown where he's like yeah this guy uh, is his dad's in jail and that's the only person he ever visits because his mom died and he swears it wasn't his dad, uh, his who, dad did who did it but yeah. he's now trying to become a police guys yeah he's trying to get, join the police and also uh hit by lightning or something i don't know super fast anyway go get him so batman goes to recruit him and you know he's like hey uh, you're very clearly the flash and the flash is supposed to be the funny guy in the movie and so he's like uh no i'm not a superhero my primary skills are playing viola and having this room i'm in and you know batman's like okay yeah yeah you can drop the act you're the, you're the flash come with me and he's like no mr bruce wayne i am not the flash uh i have been working on a project to sew myself a fancy costume that is uh power ranger cosplay that kind of thing and finally bruce wayne just throws a batarang at him and you've seen that in the com in the commercials. Yeah, the uh, the trailer had the scene where he throws the batarang and he catches it. He's like, "Oh wow, you're uh you're the Batman. All oh. right, cool. Whatever you're doing, I'm in. No problem. It was that easy." Yeah, and then he's like, "Hey, you got to come with me." And he's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." They here's the thing. The reason he does it, he's like, "I don't really have friends. I don't really understand how most people work. I don't get brunch. Like, why would you do brunch?" They code Barry Allen as pretty much autistic in this. He's well, I I think they were trying to portray him as super young and they failed because Ezra Miller doesn't look super young he looks like he's should be smarter than Barry Allen no the way they portray him he is straight up just like he's autistic he's like well yeah but he's like he's like I don't understand people I don't know how to interact with them I don't really get things I'd like to have friends because that's a thing I would like to do I'll say this much they code him as movie autistic like that weird autistic that you 
only see in TV and movies. They they code him as a Sheldon. Yeah, well, he's I'm super smart, but I'm super awkward. Yeah, yeah, which is which is not actually autistic, but just like the movie version of it. So that that's as far as I'm willing to go. They're like, hey, there might be something wrong with this guy. <laughs> so all right. Um, Meanwhile, Wonder Woman goes off to recruit Cyborg. And she just has a, a nice little chat with him on a street Yeah, where he's like, nah, fuck it. I no, don't want to. I'm good. I'm an asshole. Bye. So that's two people on the team who are like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. All right. So the three of them get the message that they need to, uh, or the three of them rec- the, who are joining the team all kind of reconvene in the Batcave. And then they see the bat signal. And they're like, oh my god, the bat signal. We have to go talk to Commissioner Gordon. Well, no, again, you're jumping ahead. <laughs> so, well, what am I missing? First, uh, Atlantis. Oh, the whole Atlantis thing happens here? Yeah, because All right, fine. Aquaman shows up for the bat signal. Okay. Oh, and that's the reason. No, no, he shows up after the bat signal. There's only four people on the roof in the bat signal, and one of them was uh, was Cyborg. He pops. He's the one who flies in. The He shows up. He does show up for Commissioner Gordon. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck about the order of the goddamn Justice League? <laughs> Fine, we'll do the goddamn I mean, if you're, if you're trying to give the plot, then yeah. Fine, we'll do the Atlantis scene. Anyway. A- Aquaman shows up in Atlantis. Steppenwolf is already there, and they're all fighting in some random ruin over a mother box. Yeah, it's in some weird building in Atlantis, there is a mother box. Again, Steppenwolf has just boom-tubed in and is like, I'll be taking this. He gets magicked a bit by Mira. Yeah, there's a couple of Atlantean soldiers who are immediately dispatched. The only people in the universe, as far as we know in Atlantis, are Mira and Aquaman himself. Yeah. The two of them fight him for a while uh and then he he wins and escapes yep and then mira creates an air bubble so she can have a conversation with aquaman which is weird that the atlanteans apparently need to create bubbles so they can talk to each other because that seems like it'd make their civilization really annoying yeah i feel like that makes it so that your civilization doesn't work yeah unless you all have the ability to create air bubbles most of you can't talk all the time and even then you're like we're a civilization built around being underwater making air bubbles feels like it should be way more disruptive than it is yeah, to it's, a society. It's so dumb that, that literally James Wan, who was directing the actual Aquaman movie, has tweeted that it was dumb and he won't be doing it. Yeah. He's like, no, my guys will just talk normally. Yeah, they'll, we they'll don't need to do this. They can talk underwater. Otherwise, the movie would take forever because we'd have to have an air bubble every scene. Yeah. So uh, anyway, the two of them have a dumb conversation. Let me tell you about this conversation real quick. This is a conversation that you can tell should have happened because they had a lot more in the movie to begin with for Aquaman. Oh, we know they cut a ton. I mean, Willem Defoe was in this movie. Like, yeah. Except he is not. They he completely is 100% cut. not. Yeah, Volko he was supposed to play. One of the, like, the guy who's currently running Atlantis or something. Yeah. yeah. So the entire conversation is uh mirror's like oh i can't believe you showed up or wayward king me yeah jerk yeah took a mother box and he's like i don't like mothers man oh don't say that about your mother your mother's great and there's just this whole conversation where it's aquaman being like uh hey i don't know anything about atlantis or my mother because i was just like given up and put onto the surface world yeah and then it's, he just immediately is like, oh, well, I guess if I'm supposed to be the king, I'll need to go get some stuff. She's like, yeah, he basically says, I guess if I need to be the king, there's a few things I'll need. And it leaves you going, all right, how many times has he previously been to Atlantis? Like, is he normally here? Then how did he not hear the story about his mom already? It seems like it would have been the first conversation he would have had. So he shouldn't be acting surprised about it. But he is acting surprised about it, which means that he's he's been, he hasn't been here before. But if he hasn't been here before, why does he know that he needs battle armor and a trident from here? Yeah. It doesn't, they they cut so much that it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because, like, he he doesn't know anything about Atlantis, and the fact that he thinks his mom just didn't want him and gave him up, and he hates his mom, is, 
it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, no, if he had come down to Atlantis at any point and asked people, they would have told him. I mean, I understand why he's here. Because Batman just told him that the mother boxes are about to be stolen by by uh, Steppenwolf. And he's like, all right, well, one of them's probably in Atlantis. I should go down there. But even then, that still tells us he knows about Atlantis and has been there before enough to know that there's a mother box there that he needs to be worried about. Yeah, and there was a point where he talked about, I think, uh, to Bruce where he's like, yeah, I don't really fit in on the surface or underwater. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, the only reason you wouldn't fit in underwater is if you're talking about Atlantis. Yeah. Or maybe he's just... been there before. Yeah. So he has to have been there before. And Mira knows who he is straight up just upon seeing him. And he knows Mira straight up upon looking at her. And then they have that conversation about his mom, which they've never had before. Well, how did that, how was that not the first thing when he got there and he was like, I'm from Atlantis. How the fuck is that the case? And they were like, oh, your mom's Atlantean. Oh, okay. Did she abandon me? Yeah. But she was like the queen. And you know, it was to bunch, save your life. Here's a bunch of story that you need to hear. How, but apparently this shit didn't happen previously. Yeah. It, it, it just doesn't add up. That's, that is uh, one of the main issues here is so much stuff got cut that you have little scenes that make no sense within their own, like, the context of this movie. Yeah. And, and there's they cut to conversations at points where there's clearly action going on behind them. It's like, wait, so what's going on behind the... Like, the big one for me is the scene where uh, Steppenwolf has taken Star Lab's personnel hostage, and there's four people who are going to march in and try and stop Steppenwolf. And then the Flash is like, I don't know how to do this. I've never done any battles before. All, and, all I have done is run fast and push people and run away. And then Batman gets up to him and he's like, hey. And you can see Cyborg and Wonder Woman going off into the room with Steppenwolf in it behind them. And Batman's like, hey, just save one person. Just run in there and grab someone and then run out with them and then do it again. And then Flash is like, what then? You'll know. And I'm like, okay, you'll know isn't a really good answer. But besides the point, what are St Wonder Woman and Cyborg doing right now? Are they just awkwardly standing there in front of Steppenwolf? Like, yeah, there's going to be a climatic battle any minute now. As soon as the pet talk in the previous room is done. Hey. Well, no, they're, they're coming in behind him. How you doing? Hey. Uh, hi there. Yeah, this is not... You know what? I'm going to go back out and come in again. <laughs> Let's try this one more time. Hang on, hang on. Let's just... One, one, once more with feeling. Yeah, the, uh... The fact that Steppenwolf can teleport directly to the mother boxes, the mother box of Themyscira and Atlantis, but has no idea where it is on the surface is very weird. Well, I think it just implies that Themyscirans and Atlanteans are dumb <laughs> because the humans were like, okay, no, no human can possibly know where this is. We'll bury it in some random forest or something. No one will ever find it. It's going to be completely hidden. The Atlanteans were like, let's put it in Atlantis, the one place that Atlanteans are known to be. Oh yeah. Well, same thing with the Amazons. Yeah. They're like, what are we? gonna do let's put it in the middle of our island the only island we have we'll put it here in themiscara he'll never suspect it <laughs> like if the humans had put it in human city then that would that'd be Welcome roughly to human town <laughs> i don't see why not there's ape city in the in the dc universe <laughs> Just big mountain things of humans. Oh, so I guess it's in South Dakota then. <laughs> wow, look at all this human architecture. <laughs> yes, we have shielded, ourse shielded ourselves from the world so that no human may discover human island. <laughs> uh, Isn't this just Metropolis? Shut up. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> so, okay. Do they not know human law? <laughs> not they know. I, okay. So so basically, uh, they were, they managed to. Uh, I don't remember where we were. There's a scene oh, where they're they, they're saving the people from uh, Steppenwolf because he right. captures. Did we want to talk about J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon in the rooftop? It and one hundred percent does not matter. Yeah, he he basically just shows. It's where Cyborg joins the team. Yeah, he Cyborg comes, shows up and he's like, "Yeah, I decided, fuck it, I'll join you." Yeah, and hey, here's where they are. And then they all do. All three of the other hero types do the thing where they vanish while Commissioner Gordon is conveniently looking the other way, leaving the Flash behind to be like, "Huh, they just disappear." 
disappear. Well, that's weird. That's and then, a, what a dick move. And then the weird thing is, this is this is a Flash problem I have in this movie. Before Flash runs away, he stands there, not moving, but gathering lightning to let you know he's about to move super fast. He's just like, okay, anyway, I should probably get going. And you can see like lightning crackling all over him, and then he vanishes. And I'm like, wait, uh, in his origin story, he could move super fast without lightning all over him. That really kind of seems like a bad tell. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... It's just special effects that only show up when they want it to show up. Yeah, he can move super fast, but sometimes when he moves super fast, he gets covered in the lightning bolts. Yeah. I feel like the Speed Force comes out a little too hot and heavy in this movie. Like, normally the Flash would be like, what do you do? I run super fast. What happens if you run way too fast? Oh, lightning and the Speed Force and junk. Like, that shit should be like, are you going into ultra overdrive? Here's some lightning bolts and shit to prove it. Ah. But anyway, um... That happens, and then they go to fight Steppenwolf under the harbor in, yeah, in they're Gotham. Yeah, Gotham, some tunnel. abandoned uh, underwater tunnel thing for the, Gotham. Yeah, the fact that it isn't full of killer crocs and like leftover penguin equipment is, is kind of weird. <laughs> penguin of- gets referenced in this movie, by oh, the way. Yeah? There's a brief scene where Alfred's like, God, I hate fighting giant weird aliens. I remember when it just used to be exploding penguins we had to deal with. Wind up rubber ducks. <laughs> yeah. Just like how uh, the Batman theme is in this movie, and so is the Superman theme. Yeah. Just the old one. Ones. The 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 Zimmerman score and also the uh, you know like the, uh, the original Danny Elfman Batman score. Yep. So uh, anyway, they they manage to basically chase off Steppenwolf so he doesn't kill the members of Star Labs. But on his way out, he like fucks up a wall so that they're about to be like overrun by water from the harbor. Yeah, and Aquaman's like, "No, nah, I got this." So he comes, he just comes spilling in through the hole that was cut by uh, Dark or Dark by Steppenwolf, and he's just like, "I got this." They're like, "What? Are we just waiting outside right there? What, yep, what just is- hanging out, just hoping someone would cut a hole." I just. I bet he was like, how do I get in there? God. Hold on. And he's just like poking at it. He's like, <laughs> so, uh. so eventually he, he pops in and he uses his trident to like slow the water down. Oh, yeah. I, they, they never really go into, does this trident have magical powers or is it just a trident? Cause he slams it into the ground and like water kind of flows around him slower ish. That's yeah. It's like he creates a little wall, but it's still getting around him. And then Batman and the rest who can't just survive under heavy pressure and deep underwater get away in a bat cave crawler. The, the giant crawling bat machine. Yeah. One of the many machines in this movie that is better if Cyborg is in it. Well, yeah. Every machine is better if Cyborg's in it. Yeah. He he apparently has... He's like Donatello in that he does machines. Oh, oh, he straight takes some weird tentacles and shoves them into that. He is doing machines. Yeah. And whenever he does machines, they just operate it better th- than they should. He does the same thing with Batman's new Batjet, which is a huge flying RV camper looking thing. Oh, yeah. He's got a troop transport. Yeah, he's a giant troop transport that is not bat-shaped in the slightest. And uh, when when they find out that the big villain of the film is off in Russia, Batman's like, there's no way we can fly there in time, even if this thing's absolute top speed. And Cyborg's like, it will for me. It's like, what, what are you going to do to it exactly? What, 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 what's yeah, what, are, what are you doing what? piloting it that it's going to go faster than its top speed? Yeah, what, what's are you tuning up the afterburners a little maybe? I, I, like, I can understand where he's like, oh, I'm going to get in this crawler and I'm going to be a better pilot because I'm like... I've got full reaction time, like, way better because it's just a part of me now. Yeah. But when you're like, oh, I'm piloting this jet and it's... I don't know, going faster because I want it to? What? What? Yeah. So, you're a oh, Green Lantern. You can't willpower things into being. <laughs> God, that's going to make the world, the Green Lantern movie bad. Automatic. I mean, if they ever get around to the Green oh, Lantern they movie. Because the problem with Green Lantern movies is always that they end with, just the same with Flash movies, they end with, you can't do this, even if you're willpower, if you, if you willpower as hard as you can. All willpower harder than that. 
<laughs> Look how hard I'm willpowering. No one has the willpower to do that. I, oh, I do. Yeah, same thing with Flash. This no is one even, could run that fast. I can. This is faster than you've ever run. I'll do it anyway. Yeah, it's it's a shame. Because you never get that with, like, Batman. No one can Batman as hard as that. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's that's specifically the end of Batman, re- or of, uh, Batman Forever. <laughs> where he's like, you can't save both of them, Batman. You would need two Batmans. <laughs> I am two Batmans. I am so many Batmans. <laughs> I'm multiple Batmans. Why are we giving Batman forever that Batman voice? He didn't have that. He was like George Clooney or something. He was like, uh, I can. I'm definitely a Batman. Hello, I'm Batman. I'm a Batman. Oh, I'm the battiest man. You have no idea how hard I can bat. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, they end up, they all get away, and then they have a meeting in some random part of Bruce Wayne's like Batcave, which has like a window waterfall set up. Yeah, because instead of it being like under stately Wayne Manor, it's just at some lake house <laughs> he's they're just at the lake house yeah he's, this is my my gotham bay lake house so they're at some lake house and they have their standard big argument between the five heroes of you know we need to do this no that's dumb oh well, can you talk to fish that kind of thing yeah it's, just, oh i'm scanning the whole world with satellites but there are some places that even satellites can't see oh our personalities sure are clashing boy howdy so at this point batman gets a bug up his ass that the only thing that would possibly work in this situation is to resurrect superman yeah he's like you know the only way that we can stop steppenwolf superman superman's dead well i have a crazy dumb idea involving that pointless kryptonian spaceship well you say this mother box takes stuff and turns it into other stuff what if we make the mother box take stuff and turn it into superman stuff it was like this is the dumbest thing this is like we need to get to the moon well cars go places if we gave one enough gasoline how much extra gasoline can we get into a car if i strapped explosives to this car could i get to the moon yes i mean maybe (laughs) i mean theoretically anything is possible i mean this 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 situation only works if superman isn't even dead but okay so here's what happens joss whedon gets to add in a punch-up scene where flash and cyborg get to go dig up superman yeah they are very very slowly digging up superman yeah flash even lampshades it he's like i could be doing this super fast but i'm not he's like man is it weird that it feels like it would be disrespectful to just do this instantly yeah and cyborg's like yes which is you know no it would not be weird you could be done immediately why are you doing this yeah come why on. are you guys even holding shovels cyborg you could just stick your tentacles into the ground and hack his coffin to come up i mean <laughs> that's that's how hacking works in movies anyway yeah i hacked the dirt i've hacked his wooden coffin it had a cy- it had a cyborg ready interface yeah i put my usb in earth <laughs> Yeah, so the fact that they're just standing there with shovels, taking one shovel full of dirt at a time, is like, oh, I guess we just needed someone oh, to have we, a conversation. We needed to somewhere. have a a point where the two of these guys meet because basically everyone else has had a scene. Yeah, but no one's really had a scene between the two of them. Yeah, so there, this is that scene. So they get Superman's body, and then everyone reconvenes at the uh, the stupid old Kryptonian spaceship. And this is what I think is probably the dumbest scene in the film. They've decided that in order to properly resurrect Superman using the goop that D- Doomsday was born in. They need to sink his body in there, which Aquaman does, and then they need to drop the mother box from the ceiling into the water, or the goop, and at the moment it hits the goop, it needs a super powerful charge of electricity, and there's no amount in the entire grid system of the city or in this Kryptonian spaceship that can do it, but the Flash makes lightning, and that's probably good enough. Yeah, he's like, look, I generate a weird amount of energy when I run. Has he measured that, or is it just some lightning? Like, is he making just some regular old St. Elmo's fire that's fucking useless? He don't know. He's just like, look, I generate energy. 
energy. And they're it's all the like, thing I do. They're all like, good enough. <laughs> but it has to happen the exact moment the mother box touches the water. And there's no point where everyone's like, why? Yeah. Where's this science coming from? Yeah, I don't understand why. Because the mother box, it, the whole point of it is like, oh, it's going to turn this amniotic, weird birthing chamber goop into uh, life-giving, like, resurrection life-giving nonsense fluid. for Superman because his cells aren't decaying because they're Kryptonian cells and they aren't going to decay like human cells would. Well, So, you know, setting aside the premise that this science is j- clearly just based on everyone on the team talking out of their asses. Oh, yeah. The first thing, what happens is uh, Flash needs a running start which so he goes back to the other end of the ship and then he starts running at the exact moment that Batman says to. Now they set this up as a super dramatic thing where the music's all tense and they keep cutting back and forth and it, and they have to keep going like look it has to hit at the very moment that it hits the goop. Yeah. And of course he does it, but it's so tensely driven and they never here's the problem with it. They never set up what would happen if he misses. Like if he throws it too late or too early is it like oh no we can never try this again or like all right let's fish that bu- box out of the yeah, goop. Get the let's box out. But again, where's that box? This goop is almost two feet deep. <laughs> oh, no, we've lost it. Someone find the box. Oh, wait, the goop is see-through? There it is. All right, someone give me a towel. We're going to wipe the goop off and set this up again. Or you, who even cares? Just leave the goop on there. Whatever. Yeah, it's, what is, ha- why are we setting this up as a big deal? All it needed was a line of, and if you miss, the box will clearly be destroyed. And then they'd be like, well, that's good enough. That would, <laughs> the, that oh, would, then why don't we just do that? that What's the Superman thing? That, in fact, if we destroy the box at any time, if instead of trying to bring Superman back to life, if we just break this box, then what's Steppenwolf do? Yeah, his whole plan is, I need to get these three mother boxes, put them together, and then it blows up the planet into being a weird apocalypse planet. Okay, so what if I just take this box and, like, blow it up? Yeah, let's just blow up this box. Let's see what that does. And no one ever talks about that. No one is ever discussing the idea of destroying the box. Yeah, so they do it, and Superman comes back to life and immediately flies out of the ship and then goes and waits by his own cemetery grave for them to co- all come out and have a fight with him. Yeah, now before this happens, happens uh batman had been talking to alfred like oh you know what happens if he comes back and he's different or we have a pet cemetery situation going on and he's like oh i'll bring in the big guns oh but those are some really big guns batman yeah but we need these big guns in order to big gun we're gonna big gun all over him yeah we'll big gun harder and harder and he won't know what gunned him okay just i'm gonna throw it out right now the big guns is lois yeah it's that's just, his it, big gun it's just lois lane in a car and we've seen lois lane in this movie already she has a weird little conversation oh, lois lane has too much shit in this yeah movie. she's got it's like she was the thing they were afraid to cut i guess because she's famous yeah there's so many scenes of like lois lane being sad lois lane talking to mom kent yeah it's just, they're sitting in like the daily planet having a conversation where there's a really really weird line in that scene where uh where lois lane is like oh i just miss clark so much and i wish i could get back to the, the things that he would have thought i wanted to do it and, and and uh ma kent is like yeah he always said you were thirsty <laughs> <laughs> you were the thirstiest woman he knew. Oh wait, no, I meant hungry. Hungry. And, and then she's, and then they're both like, "Ooh, why did we say that? That's mean." I'm like, the f- "Are we? Are we calling? Are we saying that 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 uh, Superman always used to dra- uh, brag about how Lois swallowed? What is this? <laughs> what do you mean thirsty? Are we well, accusing her of being a drunk? What is going on? No, man, it's the local or the colloquial thirsty of someone who really wants somebody. They're all about that person's oh, body. Oh, okay, so th- that's what it is. All right, sure, yes. that's fine. I didn't even know that was a regular thing. Yeah, you don't know about kids slang these days. I but don't. It's fine. I don't. 
don't know, but apparently Lois Lane and the seventy-year-old Ma Kent do. Yes, they're 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 hip with the lingo. They are definitely hipper with the lingo than you are. What is up, fellow kids? <laughs> yeah. So okay, uh, but, so, but his, there's a lot of this. The fact that his big guns is his backup plan is the dumbest fucking thing. The oh, fact yeah. that you wouldn't be like, what happens when we res Superman? Oh, I'm getting his mom and Lois in front of him immediately. Should be your main plan. I have an even better idea. How about instead of his mom and Lois, we put four superheroes in battle armor he's not familiar with in front of him. Yeah, and like then the, not have any of them say anything. Like, the only person he's going to know barely is Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, I remember you. You were there the day I died. But everyone else is like, oh, Cyborg and Aquaman and the Flash are there. And he just is like, uh what the fuck? Oh, God, I just got resurrected. Who are these people that are obviously, like, battle-ready? And they have weapons and stuff, and it's like... Well, Cyborg, his auto-defense systems kick in, and his gun, like, comes out of his body and shoots at Superman, and Superman's just like, well, time to fuck everybody yeah, up. Yeah, he, he doesn't have lines here. He just starts clowning people. Oh, yeah, he just clowns the entire Justice League left and right with one decent scene, which is the Flash starts running at him while he's, like, holding Aquaman and Wonder Woman one in each hand. Yeah. And he he's doing the speed force thing so he's running and everything else is slow and then there's a point where superman just sort of starts turning his head and looking at him while he's running and the reaction of barry being like oh shit oh he's this almost is my fast. this is my shtick and he can fucking do my shtick yeah so that's that was a great and then superman trying to punch the flash who is still a little faster than superman so the, the superman's moving in slow-mo but not as slow of mo as everyone else yeah he he can actually throw punches at barry but he, barry's like oh god God, if this guy connects with me, I am very dead. Yeah, so uh, that happens for a while. And then finally, Batman quits wasting everyone's time and hauls Lois out. This is right here. This is the reminder of why everyone in the world shouldn't give one hot shit when Superman dies. Because the moment he sees Lois, he just grabs her and flies away. Yep. He's like, oh, look, someone I know. Goodbye. Well, no, it's not someone I know. It's Lois. He is re- he is happily abandoned to people to their death before because he heard Lois making a noise. Yes. And that's all he does. All he d- in the in, all the way through Man of Steel and all the way through Batman versus Superman. Like th- that was what I liked so much about Lex Luthor is he figured that shit out and he used her as a fucking pager. He's like, oh yeah, I don't give a fuck about you. Like I'm not kidnapping you because of you. It's just if you scream, Superman will show up because that's what Superman does. Anyway, goodbye. Yeah. Like you'd think that the whole world when they heard Superman die, all they were really worried about is, oh no, now, <laughs> now I guess Lois Lane's going to be dead yeah, now. Lois Lane has a way to die. Weird. What a crazy new world we live in. But also the this is another scene where there are a bunch of cops in the background and they're all like clark clark please calm down clark Clark. not superman clark kent clark kent it's me bruce wayne the batman bruce wayne is the batman hey barry allen barry allen's the flash hey this is barry allen he's the flash you don't know him yet but don't worry he's already introduced himself to everyone in the city (laughs) so i mean that just keeps happening this is i think the third and of four scenes in the movie where that just happens happily yeah just oh look some cops know who all of these heroes are now great all right whatever some metropolis cops some dudes in iceland just any Anyone, anyone who wants to know. Some thug knows who Alfred is. <laughs> it's just just whatever. So Superman flies Lois to the farm in Metropolis, which, you know, for the purposes of the film is up for sale right now because I guess... Uh, yeah, the bank took it because uh, Martha couldn't really bother making payments on it. Yeah, so Martha Kent pretty much gave up on it. And so they land in the in the field there. They have a little bit more meet-cute Superman-Lois nonsense where she's like, ooh, you smell good, you guy who's been dead for a I year. Was gonna, I was going to say, that is the worst thing to say because they land and they're like oh you smell good and i'm like 
okay, one, he's been underground for like a year. Two, he just got out of weird amniotic fluid. Yeah. I'm like, dude, don't don't say you smell good. That just makes it seem like you have some weird smell fetishes. Yeah, that's like and that's the first thing she says. She's not like, I'm happy you're alive or I can't believe this or anything like that. She's just, ooh, that D. She yeah. She is definitely the thirstiest woman around. Yeah, so so uh basically he's like, What? Didn't I always smell good? Do I smell better than I did when I was dead? Hey, by the way, I'm new wisecracking Superman. Hey, I'm Superman who's here and I'm jolly and happy. I know that when I first showed up and I clowned all of the Justice League and I almost broke Batman's face, that uh I, I may have seemed a bit pet cemetery, but nope, now I'm joking and happy. No, it turned literally being dead made him happy Superman. Like they knew that the the uh movie going audience hated dour shitty Superman, and so they were like, Well, we gotta fix him somehow. Well, let's just bring him back from the dead happy. Yeah, we're gonna do a reverse pet cemetery where he comes back and now he's just happy and fun. Sometimes dead is better. Sometimes you come back thinking you're funny. <laughs> Sometimes dead's worse. Who knows? <laughs> well, I don't know. Fucking whatever. I'm, I'm just some guy. I'm just some guy from Maine. <laughs> I'm not wise. I just have this accent here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> looks like harvest's coming in. It's December. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it looks like harvest's <laughs> coming in. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. <laughs> I'm a real estate agent. I don't know. It looks like you got a nice two-bedroom house there, though. <laughs> this is my car. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like that this main person is getting dumber and dumber as the bit goes. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. Got any spare change? <laughs> Uh, so at this point they're like, all right, well, fuck, uh, Superman is off doing something with Lois Lane. Cause that's what Superman does. We can't count on him. We're going to have to go fight Steppenwolf. Yeah. And, and boy, howdy they do. And Steppenwolf is stupid fucking air transport thing that has to go faster because Cyborg. And they're flying. in some Russian town where the sky has been turned red. And there's a really interesting, there's a whole family there that like lives in this random abandoned nuclear power plant town. There's like, like a four Russian people in a family. And there's this stuff about how parademons start piling out of the burners from the old, or the Justice League, or goddamn it, from the the cooling towers of the old abandoned power plant. And there's a great scene where the little girl from the family roots around in a closet and pulls out bug spray. Yeah, because of the parademons, never gets used. Nope. One that of the many Chekhov's bug spray. It's just one of the things in the movie that gets set up for no reason, presumably because it was going to be fun and it got cut because it was going to be fun. Yeah. They all show up there and they get into a fight with Steppenwolf, who happily starts clowning all of them, and it's no fucking big deal. Yeah. Batman goes driving around in his in his bat car, which I guess he brought with him to get all the. Uh, the parademons to chase his bat car. He learns early in the movie, by the way, that the parademons like one alarm noise. There's some sound that makes him freak out. So he pushes it through the speakers of the Batmobile and they all start chasing him around so the rest can get inside. But ultimately, whoever gave a fuck about the parademons? Because when they get in there, it's just like, hi, I'm Steppenwolf. I will clown you. Yeah. I mean, the parademons do show up and they've got to fight some parademons while they're fighting Steppenwolf. Because basically, Steppenwolf is a two people fight him and then two other people go and fight parademons. So this fight goes on for a while and it's clear they're not going to win. And then Superman shows up and wins. And then Superman just straight up shows up and he's like, yo, Steppenwolf, suck a dick. I'm Superman. And punches him in the face. Yeah. And and he he bleeds. He gets his first line to Wonder Woman, like his first big joke line. Hey, is this guy still bothering you? And then from there, it's just Superman cracking wise. It is Superman beating the shit out of people and being like, ah, Cyborg is 
hacking the Unity while mm. all of this is going on. Yes. Uh, we get a great scene of Superman and the Flash having to go like save different people. Yeah, and Super or Flash saves the truck, uh, a truck with four Russian fam- uh, people in it. The four people that we yeah. had seen before. And then he looks off in the distance and Superman is going exactly as fast as him but flying away with an apartment building. Yeah, he's got an entire building. He's like, oh, God damn it. Why is Superman you, just better than everyone? You can't pick up buildings by the middle, Superman. They'll just crumble around you. But whatever, that's Superman physics power. Oh yeah, Superman's physics power is fine. Yeah, that's the same thing with how you can't push the uh, a 747 until from like a Superman sized point without just pushing through it. Yeah, you would just go through that yeah. entire plane. But don't worry about it. That's just Superman's localized telekinesis physics power. Yeah, it's it's like Superboy's power. Yeah. So so he just clowns Steppenwolf like nothing. Uh, we get the scene with Flash though that I love where he goes running and like gets goop all over him from an exploding parademon. Yeah, because like Bruce Wayne gets one of the parademon guns and it just starts shooting parademons left and right. Yes. And Flash is running and one blows up right next to him and he gets splattered with parademon goo now before this in the movie we've seen the parademon blood and it pretty much just looked like someone took gak and put a bunch of glitter in it yeah it looks like glittery glow-in-the-dark gak and then uh, when he gets hit with it though it looks like the poker chips from that episode of tng where they're where they were all playing the video game you know the one where there's like those cones and they're like eating little poker chips it's, it looks that bad of cgi it the cgi of this goop it, it looks like this would be on a kid's TV show. Yes, it looks like a CGI version of You Can't Do That on Television that was made the same year as You Can't Do That on Television. <laughs> yeah. It looks like Lawnmower Man's Come. It it looks like someone just went into MS Paint, took the brush, and went neon green. Boop, boop, boop. There you go, some circles of goop. Oh, but they gotta move and fall off them. Okay, they just do. All right, or I'm gonna they... hit the, the backspace button and it deletes a circle off yeah. of him. and he goes, ew, and then just kind of shakes it. They just vanish or fall off him as if they were little discs and not goo yeah it is atrocious I, it was completely not worth putting it in the movie they should have watched it realized how fucking stupid it looked and cut it because it wouldn't have hurt anything to cut it no him running through the goo meant nothing did nothing and connected to nothing which means you could have just cut that because like oh we fucked the cgi up whatever we don't need to show him getting gooed it's fine whatever and then it, the setup from the very beginning of the movie remember this that parademons smell fear well it turns out that uh steppenwolf is a little afraid of superman well, well, what happens is they break his axe. Yeah. So Superman does his cool breath on the axe, and then Wonder Woman hits it with his or with her uh, the sword. Yeah. And it shatters the axe, and that makes him scared. And he gets scared, and then all the parademons smell his fear and swarm him, and then they all teleport away. Yep. Then a boom tube opens up, and Steppenwolf, being eaten by parademons, gets sucked into wherever that boom tube goes, or or came from, for that matter. We have no idea what that is. Yeah. So, but it's so annoying because are you telling me that the Flash wasn't scared at all during that fight scene? Yeah. No, the the whole thing is we are going to set up the fact that parademons give a shit about fear uh, through that one scene, the scene where Steppenwolf has all the Star Labs people. He's like, oh, you Star Labs people need to quit being so afraid or else these parademons are going to eat you. Yeah, and then at the very end, they all attack Steppenwolf. And they have to because otherwise this movie would have to end the same way as Man of Steel where Superman straight up kills an alien that's trying to terraform the Earth. And that was very unpopular at the time, if you'll remember. Yep. And so they had to do something and they were like, well, we'll have him accidentally kill himself with hubris and demons. <laughs> 
with demon hubris. We'll have him hoist himself by his own petard. I'm surprised he didn't just fall off a cliff into some heavy fog. <laughs> and then uh, they they need to separate the unity. So Cyborg has basically gotten to the point where he has hacked these mother boxes to where they're sort of coming apart. And he's like, Superman, when I get to the point where they are separated enough, we need to push them apart so that they are separate. Okay, great. That's what the plan is. Mm-hmm. There's a huge explosion afterwards. And, uh, and you know, there's there's a jokey moment where beforehand Superman's like, oh, is there going to be an explosion with this? He's like, yep. All right. Well, I just came back to life, so I'd, I'd rather not die. All right, let's do this. Then it blows up and he, like, is, uh, like, embedded into the floor and he's like, oh, I take it back. I do want to die. Yeah. And then Cyborg's like, oh, man, I can feel that in my toes. And I don't even have toes. Why not? Not, 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 not. The weird thing to me is the mother boxes disappear. Yeah. Like, they, <laughs> maybe they got destroyed in the explosion i don't know but they like push them apart and then all of a sudden it's like uh mother boxes don't exist anymore yeah oh. they're just gone oh, just don't okay don't worry about those <laughs> anyway hand wave that's gone yeah. Bye. and then uh i guess at that point we get the scene of of uh batman building a new justice league tower yeah he's he's gonna make it from stately wayne manor is gonna be the new justice league hq yeah and he's like i want a big round table right here with six seats oh the- but room for more mm, yes room for more many more at least two more at least two more and then we'll put we'll put a swing set for them over there and there there will be the bouncy castle <laughs> this is where we'll put the diaper station for our new superheroes <laughs> right, so and, and then we cut to credits and that's the end of it they make the new justice league and then we get two count them two post-credit sequences oh yeah they do a, a straight up marvel post-credit thing here with man the uh the lex luther one is the worst well we get, let's do them in order because the other one's completely non-essential and fluffy and we get right through it oh yeah it's just the the classic uh superman and the flash have a race yes they decide to have a race and it looks kind of fun and cool and then we cut to a scene where there's a uh, we see how lex luthor escapes from some prison somewhere well no we just see that he has yeah because we see that he has swapped his place with some random laughing old man yeah they go to get him out of like his prison cell and they're like you get out of there and it looks like it's luthor but oh it turns around and it's some crazy guy yeah okay then cut to a boat somewhere off the coast of somewhere there's a whole bunch of sexy women in suits guarding it with automatic rifles you could clearly see uh, lex luthor sitting in the middle of a couch on the boat and then there's some there's some speedboat making its way towards the boat and off the speedboat and onto the ship piles joe manganello as deathstroke yep deathstroke the terminator shows up and uh luthor's just like oh you know since i saw that these heroes were getting together i figure we should get the proverbial league of our own mm, like yep. oh great you're gonna make the fucking doom patrol or, or not doom patrol <laughs> doom patrol what are we some kind of doom patrol no 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 no, no. <laughs> what is this some kind of, oh, so you say pretty soon we're all gonna be dead so we're gonna be like some kind of x-men <laughs> Yeah, he is He is looking at making a Legion of Doom. Yeah, he wants to make a Legion of Doom. He needs superheroes, which is why he's got himself, Lex Luthor, some human, and Deathstroke, some human. Also some human. <laughs> but, it, you know, Deathstroke's like, you better not be wasting my time, Luthor. Which, why would you, you're a mercenary, you're talking to Lex Luthor, he is the richest man in the world. You are not wasting your time. Except, 
Fucking the end of BVS was him going to jail and them taking all of his funds and freezing it. He has no money. You know, I don't has. care if he fucking gets out of jail. Great. Where did he buy a yacht from? Oh, come on. He's Lex Luthor. He hid mil- billions and trillions of dollars somewhere. Shell corporations. That's a, I guarantee you that's how they're going to they're gonna spin it. They're going to be like, how come you're rich again? Shell corporations. Yeah. Done. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Moving on. Uh, because but, I found a genie and it's. I said, let me always be rich. So, so uh, Deathstroke takes off his famous Deathstroke helmet, and there underneath it is Joe Manganiello with okay gray, ha- gray hair and a beard he rubbed toothpaste in, for sure, I am not kidding. <laughs> he has a little beard that looks like instead of using hair dye, they used Christmas tree flocking <laughs> to, to color it some shade of yellow that is not normal. Yeah. He looks like he's been going down on Guy Fieri. <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely dripping some donkey sauce there. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a little donkey sauce. He got a little bray, little bray bray in his flavor cunt. <laughs> uh, and that's Justice League. So uh, let's let's go ahead and do our, our our best and worst. Jeff, give me the best point of Justice League. Oh, it's you. the scene where the Flash is trying to punch Superman, and Superman turns around and looks at him, and the Flash gets all freaked out. Oh yeah, that's great. That's a great scene. It's well filmed and it's cool looking. Okay, uh, so that's definitely the best scene in the movie. What would you say is your favorite scene? Uh, favorite scene in the movie is god i mean it's i want to say i'm gonna go ahead and take my best and worst at the same time the scene where superman and cyborg have that jokey scene is actually a really well written and acted scene like the it's the only point in the movie where i laughed at a joke yeah it's it's when uh flash goes in for the fist bump he's like hey are we friends no man we're not friends and then they talk for a few minutes and then he's like oh i think we're friends now and he goes for the fist bump and it doesn't happen and he's like oh oh okay the uh the the comedy in this is mostly terrible mostly terrible the problem well no even then like the few comedy things like flash and cyborg in the grave and superman and cyborg having their thing after the explosion are fine jokes it just the movie doesn't earn them no and, and because totally is my least favorite thing in this movie is the movie makes no sense it does not hang together because you'll have points where it's like oh i'm the saddest man ever and i'm so angry and and, and grumpy and oh brrr, and then two minutes later they're like herp derp i'm yeah. making a joke and you're no, like it, it, no stop it's really annoying and, and here's the weird thing this happened in batman versus superman where like wonder woman's plot in that movie is stupid where she's like what are you what are you doing here oh i want a picture of me okay that's that's dumb what what why i mean she's a neat character and she she acts well all the way through it but her plot is dumb and then she goes off to have the coolest movie yeah the wonder woman movie is great so i'm like okay if james wan actually gets to take aquaman who in this movie is joyless dour and every once in a while says things like yeah but you never see him saying it it's all adr in there yeah um he's probably gonna be a great character and i'm really looking forward to that movie because i like james wan and i like aquaman in general and i feel like jason momoa has a good fucking aquaman in him yeah the 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 big issue for me with this movie's weird tone is you can have a jokey tone for a superhero movie you can have a dark tone for your superhero movie you can have a lot of these things you can even have some jokey moments and whatever but the way they do it it's like i said it's just not earned like no it doesn't make sense thor ragnarok is a way way jokier film than say the first two thor movies yes however they establish what the tone and style of the movie is going 
going to be from the start mm-hmm. and stick to it. Yes. So that you never have this weird whiplash where you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, how, uh, yeah. there's a whole lot of tonal problems in this movie. So that is that is my least favorite thing. And, and people are going to uh, accuse it of being a Joss Whedon came in and did reshoots. I don't think that's the case. I think a lot of the jokes that are in this movie were Zack Snyder originals. They're just falling flat because the movie has so much whiplash to it. So yeah, I still think they're Whedon jokes. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember, I don't want to be on the wrong side in this argument because I remember that shit with Ant-Man when people were like, oh, any good part of this movie is leftover Edgar Wright stuff. And it turned out, no, like none of it was. Well, no, I'm not saying every good part of this is Whedon. I'm just saying the jokey parts are Whedon. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so... Uh, so your least favorite thing in the movie. Oh, jeez. Okay, um, I'm going to say, I, I would have taken the tonal whiplash, but I'm actually going to take color grading. Go for it, the way it looks. Yeah, the way it looks. There are scenes in this movie where Batman is, is you know, walking around with most of his armor taken off, so he's in like a Batman-y t-shirt, and it looks awful. And it's, it's clear that the Batman suit is designed to work in dark lighting conditions. And when, he, when they bring the color up so they can do fun, haha, you want to kiss Wonder Woman scenes, it looks ridiculous. It looks like he's wearing pajamas. Well, it looks like he is wearing a Batman t-shirt that yes. has muscles drawn on it. Yeah. And you're like, but why? why what is, what's going on with this? It, it, so, and that happens throughout the course of the movie. The color grading has all been obviously brightened up in post because of complaints that the first two were too dark. And the end result is, yeah, it's brighter, sure, but the costumes weren't ready. No. It was, this was a film made to be dark, and then all you did was brighten it, which didn't help anything. No. And Lord knows that Flash outfit looks ridiculous. I, the only thing that makes me happy about the Flash in this film is at least he didn't have that dumb mustache from his one second in Batman versus Superman. There is that, yes. So that's that's something. He never had the, the dumb little vote yeah, for Pedro. Yeah, he stole Superman's uh, mustache. And that's, <laughs> that's what it was. That's what it was. He took it back and he took it back and dropped it off in the past so that no one, no one could get it. <laughs> He's like, ah, I got your mustache, Superman. I mean, ultimately, they could have fixed the whole mustache thing by just fucking letting Superman have the mustache. Be like, yo, he's been dead for a while, but he grew a mustache when he was dead. Whatever, you don't yeah, care. Who cares? All of us have mustaches now. It's fine. <laughs> you look around. Cyborg's got a mustache. Wonder Woman's got a mustache. Oh, man. Cyborg's got a half-human, half-robot mustache. (laughs) (laughs) My cyborg stash. It can integrate with anything. And then Batman's got a mustache that's growing both up and down to form a little bat uh, symbol under his nose. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. (laughs) My bat stash. You get that that crooked uh, W for Wonder Woman's mustache. (laughs) And it plays that weird... That weird music sting that they play for her that doesn't sound like anything. Yeah. I mean, I like it. It sounds rad, but it doesn't really seem to fit into the rest of her theme. Mustache. Yeah, that's what it is. And then the Flash's mustache is super fast, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's Who, a super fast dash. It's just, and then Aquaman's is just a big wet mustache. I <laughs> know, oh it's just a fucking fish. <laughs> He's just got, <laughs> got a, a little fucking anchovy on his lip. <laughs> What's that? It's my mustache. He's just eating a piece of it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it, it's not just food stuck to my face. Uh, so so, so my least favorite thing is the visual stylings of the film. I'd say color grading, but I would grow that out to include things like the Flash's awful costume. Yeah, or just the garbage CGI. Yeah, so there you go. What would you say is your least favorite thing? I did already. It was the tonal stuff. Remember? Oh, that's right. You just Remember jumped, how I already did that? You just jumped from your favorite thing to your least favorite without without being prompted. I understand now. Yeah. I get it. You're just eliminating me from the process. Yeah, what I'm slowly saying but is surely, you are useless. Slowly but surely, you're just you're you're uh, you're elbowing me out of these these shows. Yeah, this this episode was to make everybody know that you have no memory and are garbage and don't know about slang. <laughs> yeah, because my knowledge of modern kid slang is definitely what I need in order to be uh, a good movie reviewer. That That's is true. what you needed. Yeah, <laughs> you needed it. Well, how about this then, John? This movie was so not on fleek. This movie was not Bay. <laughs> 
There, I did it. I did it. I did a slangy. Yeah, I they, did a slangy. That's what they call it, right? That's what they call it now. I did a slangy. <laughs> Doing what a slangy. You, you're like fucking Splinter from TMNT two. <laughs> I did a slangy. <laughs> I guarantee you, there's a meme somewhere where someone does a slangy. <laughs> if there isn't, there's about to be. It's just some fucking picture of a pigeon. I did a slangy, and then there's a picture of the same pigeon looking confused. Yeah, there you go. Memes. Memes. That's how you do them. That's how you do memes now. <laughs> All right, let's give our rating. We're both going to give it a zero to five for a rating out of ten. Jeff. Yeah, I give it a one and a half. It was boring and stupid, but at least there were some cool visuals every once in a while, and it was really nice to see all these characters come out of the woodwork. And ultimately, this is the training wheels. Like, you, apparently in the Batman wor- or the uh, DC world right now, you have to go through a shitty Zack Snyder movie to get a real movie. Yeah. This is the Pinocchio period of, of uh, Aquaman. It's, it's the trial by fire. If you yeah. can survive a Snyder film, then you can get your own good one. Yeah, you get a good movie where James Wan directs it. <laughs> that's, that, apparently, that's, you, ha- you have to go through your little period of being a little puppet boy, and then you get the, the Blue Fairy shows up and gives you a movie with your name in the title. Huh? So one and a half, John. Uh, I definitely didn't hate it as much as you did. Uh, I'll probably give it a two and a half. It is thoroughly mediocre but eminently watchable i mean as bad as the uh like the cgi and stuff is it's not the worst like the the superman mustache thing there is definitely two scenes in particular where they do a close-up on his face and you're like "Ooh, no don't get that close he looks like a piranha in those scenes yeah like it's just bad yeah like he just can't close his mouth yeah and his only his lower teeth are showing but they're showing a lot he really looks fishy yeah so you know but for the rest of it whenever they're there's a non-close-up, and they're doing the CGI stuff for it. It looks fine. You can't tell. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm never going to say that the modern Henry Cavill Superman looks sad. He looks like a plastic model of Superman that they just move around and put him in places. <laughs> that 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 suit looks like it would never move. Uh, yeah, the, uh, I mean, for me, the movie wasn't the worst. It just also wasn't very good. So I guess we're going to give this a... A what, total a, of four, four, yeah. Four out of ten. Which honestly sounds right. You know, it was it was pretty pretty mediocrely bad. Yeah, basically bad. Not great. Not great and the, the sad thing is that it's it's hard to, t- to really put fault on this thing like i want jason momoa to be a good aquaman i love the way he looks honestly like people's performances were fine yeah like uh, except for, i wasn't a huge fan of the characterization of flash it was a little sheldony i i mean if they wanted to take it and be like yo we're we're actually gonna make it so that the flash is autistic i'd be like great go for it fucking whatever i don't care do that but actually do it don't just give weird little things like the i don't understand other people and brunch yeah i well i, I guess I, I just feel like he was a little too much of oh i don't get people and i was like that's not usually a problem for the flash no barry allen is usually like i'm super gregarious and i love people and they're like let's go the opposite of that yeah that's it was a weird call like normally the whole thing with the flash is he's the people's superhero like everyone in his little central city or wherever he's from is like hey flash how you doing and he's like hey i'm the fastest guy alive goodbye here's a latte that those were always the best scenes in that old justice league cartoon not the really old ones but the one from like the 90s where where, would he be like oh i have my own flash museum and i know everyone in town and i help them with things yeah like the flash is very much a hero that the city likes him. even his villains like him oh yeah like his rogues gallery they're like ah flash you and he's like ah mirror master you old bastard oh it's the top i'm gonna get you he's like oh you probably are <laughs> i love that aspect of barry allen that he's sort of a he's almost like a beacon in the justice league where you've got batman he's like oh darkness darkness and death and then you come over to flash and he's like woo i love my job and yeah. look, look at this look at who i gotta fight i gotta fight a guy in a parka oh man oh no. 
because because you get things like all right batman is your your grim dark nonsense and superman is like hope but he's not like fun hope he's like oh hope for humanity yeah and you get over to the flash the flash is like i am having a good time this i am a superhero and it is a fun time to be a superhero yeah and that's so rare most of the time you get superheroes and they're like i'm tortured yeah i mean getting a superhero that's like i love being a hero is so nice anymore because after the 90s and aughts where they were like no every hero needs to be a sad dour angry man with a big gun who hates life i mean look at look at the rest of the league you've got cyborg he's tortured because he's not all human anymore he'll eventually get over it and learn to love life but for the, for now he's like Ugh, i'm a monster and then you've got wonder woman who because of a mysterious curse that doesn't make any sense and never has can never go home again huh. you've got superman who in this universe for whatever reason is dour but literally dying apparently was that putting a railroad spike through his head and now he's capricious and whimsical huh. you've got batman who is batman and then what you would hope for in the flash is i'm the flash and being a superhero is amazing yeah he's the kind of guy who should be talking to other superheroes and be like hey man why why are you so down you're like a rad super dude he should yeah. be going to cyborg and be like dude you are the raddest motherfucker ever you should enjoy the shit out of this yeah do you know what you can do awesome stuff let's do awesome stuff yeah so anyway he, that's what he should be right flash should be the superhero recruiter yeah oh did you get powers oh come on let's go use them out they're so much fun dude we can try it out on trickster it's gonna be great it'll be hilarious trust me hey flash touch this dog vomit it's probably not real <laughs> shoot him with your lasers what i'm just some crazy guy <laughs> ow lasers <laughs> trickster you dumb son of a bitch caught me again flash yep time to go to jail for you <laughs> so all right yeah so so there you go four out of ten four out of ten thank you so much for listening to our review of justice league we will of course be back in a couple weeks with another movie mastery we will have our poll up for the next in theaters now for december go to i know i've got my poll up hey now <laughs> cyborg doesn't though hey Aww. now poor cyborg doesn't have his poll up you're in all star no i'm just gonna keep talking through your dumb bullshit no, okay it's, it's another joke <laughs> it's a terrible joke might as well be walking I, i'm done yeah, i'm done. good you're okay all set. uh so go to systemmasterypodcast.com go to the movie mastery tab in theaters now you'll find uh our new poll for december uh vote for what you want us to go see we will go do that and of course we have our big list of movies that we watch when we aren't doing the in theaters it's usually just movies that you recommend so whatever garbage movie you want to torture us with go ahead and put it on the list you can do so if you go to our reddit page uh-huh. you can go to reddit r slash system mastery look for the sticky movie mastery uh post on there go ahead recommend we've got a giant list going there and you know while you're on our system mastery podcast website checking out the uh the poll for the next month check out all of our other stuff we've got our system mastery we've got our uh expounded universe we're just about to start a new book on there where we read the expanded universe star wars stuff it's exciting times here we've yeah. got links to one shot one shot is a, a partner network with us we love them so much wait uh they're underneath us we've finally given them their due <laughs> they're not a very well-known one but we've put links on our website hopefully you'll check them out they these have, young up-and-comers they have more than 10 times the number of twitter followers we have i know that said we do have <laughs> convenient links to both of uh, to, to their network right there on the front page of our site easy uh, convenient links that took maybe a minute to do oh it was about 60 seconds i spent more time making the photoshop image than i did putting the links on the page <laughs> yeah it's so easy to do and we've done it for them so <laughs> thank you so much for listening we'll be back in a couple weeks but until then you have a good one <laughs>